back to wrapping with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Wrapping with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor here on 93.7 The Ticket. And we've said it before. We'll say it again. We want you guys to participate in the show. On the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. Shoot us a text. Give us a yes. call. We want to answer any questions you have. Spice it up a little bit. See what Come they on. got. Hit us with some stuff because I'm going to hit Steve with some stuff here in this segment. Nebraska's in a bye week. Yes. Nebraska does not have a football game at the end of this week. So uh, Matt Rule has said that they have somebody out doing recruiting, but the rest of the coaches are here getting everybody prepared for this upcoming game against Northwestern next week. Steve, if you were on the coaching staff, let's just say you're yeah. All-American quarterback yourself, you're quarterback's coach, right? You got Harburg, you got Sims. This game you're preparing, let's say Sims is 100% in practices. You're 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 splitting out the the first team reps. What are you looking mm. for from Harburg and Sims if you are if you are debating who's going to be the starter? I don't think there's a debate, is there? It better not that's be. What I'm if, that's what I'm saying. If no. you are debating it in practice, no. what are you looking for from Harburg and what are you what, looking for from Sims to make that final decision? Decision making. I mean, if you're, if I'm just going on with what you're asking, yeah, yeah. you look at decision making, uh, who's making better decisions, who's taking care of the football, those basic things. Uh, obviously, you would lead to the guy that has more talent to be the starter. Mm-hmm. But then again, depending on how close you are with your talent level, but who's making better decisions? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so if you're doing that, but at this at this point, from my opinion, my, my point of view, Double H is clearly the starter. It's his job to lose. Mm-hmm. It's on a week-by-week basis for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, he needs to play well, play consistently. If he's doing that, he's going he's gonna to retain, he's going to be the starter. Now, if you need a spark or something, then you give Sims a shot off the bench. But Sims had his opportunity, in my opinion. He had his opportunity, and... um um, like I say, with injury, sometimes you got to play through it. You got to play with it. You can't give that guy behind you a big enough window to take your job. And that's mm-hmm. what I think Sims did. Is there any, any shot that you think that we see Sims at quarterback against Northwestern? Well, yeah. You know, if, barring, if, barring, you know, the end of the game, if it, if the game's uh, in question, if he's struggling, if he's struggling and he's, he's making poor decisions and he, he that's going to be a, a, a a series by series kind of evaluation if you're a coach mm-hmm. to see how things are, are, are what's going on around them, you know, because sometimes it's not all on the quarterback. Um, but you and you can't you can't let the kid have, you know, feel like, you know, someone's looking over you. Yep. It's hard to play quarterback that way. So you got to let them know that, hey, you're the guy you're going to play, mm-hmm. you know, so don't just go and play and do your thing. But, you know, if things aren't going well, we need a spark and Sims may come in. That's just that's. That's just the reality of the situation. And, mm-hmm. and that's a good situation to be in. At, you want that in every position. Yeah. You know, you want that dominant player, but you want that in every position where a guy is pushed enough where he's going to, you know, give that little bit of extra. You know, so that's a good situation with Nebraska. And that's all I really, that's what I wanted to see from the very beginning, whether it was Casey Thompson or Sims, mm-hmm. you know, to have that where we are in our program, to have that, um, have that situation at the quarterback, situa- quarterback position. So, you know, going away from, I mean, kind of staying on the quarterback situation, yeah, but kind of going away important. from a little bit, just a, just an overall offensive uh, situation. What do you look at just on this entire offense 
to to make an improvement to improve what you've been doing because right now if you look at the offense they're what i think they're top 25 in in rush offense yes but i don't know like 75 percent of that comes from the quarterback no you you want to help from all positions you, you want to be solid you want to you want to have drives you want to when you get in scoring position in green zone red zone you want to come away with points obviously touchdowns preferably mm-hmm. you know so you want to be consistent um there's not a lot of room for error with this football team you know so when you have the when you have the opportunity to score points you definitely got to do that um, and you want to see consistency and you want to, you want to take care of the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to play well collectively as a unit. Uh, if they do that, then they can be in most games and they, they can win th- these games that are coming up on our schedule that are very winnable games that you can score 20, 30 points and still win. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of good things for Nebraska. Um, you know, we just, we just don't have the huge playmakers. You know, we don't have two or three or four playmakers. We may have one. Mm-hmm. One and a half, maybe two at the most. I right? mean, you you might. I with mean, the freshman, we're still not sure. Yeah, we, we got to see. But I'm just saying production, right? You got the tight end for Donin, and you got Kemp, you got the other the wide out receiver, Billy Kemp. Billy Kemp that can, that that seen to make some plays, but they're mm-hmm. not like a major major big play threat. Mm-hmm. But they have some chunks of yardages that they've done, so that's good. Um, you know, and then you know the quarterback situation has some big plays too, so somewhat big plays. But they they just need to play collectively as a unit and just take care of the football and secure it, and um, just get points whenever you can. You can't come away and 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 move the chains. The field position with our team is so huge. Mm-hmm. Got to move the chains, win that field position battle to increase your chances of winning. Before I ask you about the defense, I want to ask yeah. you one more question on the offensive side and with the quarterbacks. The option attack has <laughs> has made an appearance. Yeah, it is it has come back. It's kind of fun, right? It's it's a thing. <laughs> It's interesting to watch. It's like, but what? it's not much of an option as much as it's just Heinrich Harbrig has the ball in a position to pitch it, yeah. but he's going to keep it himself. What do you do? And we heard Rule say that uh, Coach Osborne has come in and he's been you know, helping yeah. them look at film and all this stuff. But again, you, quarterback's coach, <laughs> what do you say to Harburg or how do you want him to run that option play based on how he's run it so far you know, where, I don't know, he's pitched it four or five yeah, times? To his defense, to be really effective at the option, you need to do it consistently. Mm-hmm. You need to do it consistently. And uh, they've shown some sprinkles of it. And when I say consistently, majority of our practice, were, we just talked about this on a previous show, mm-hmm. you know, on the captain's show, that I mean, we, we ran the option 50 to 60% of the time in practice. Right, I mean, first of all, all of our plays are pretty much option-oriented plays. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of those. You know, watching yeah. your highlights, you had a lot of those where you yeah, kind of I mean, you yeah, spun I mean, out and you were going yeah. like you were going to run the option, and then yeah. you drop back. Yeah, and that's those how, are you, know, you get those some people are, open. Yeah, those are sprint passes, option passes, plays off the option. But you practice that consistently. Mm-hmm. In order to get good at it, you have to do it consistently. I mean, you have drills for it in practice, where you have stations. Well, that's all you do is practice the you know the handoff, the reads, and the, and the pitch relation with the quarterback and the, and the eye back. You know. But in order to be effective, and this is to give Double H a break on that, it's tough to do that when you're just sprinkling in here and there because mm-hmm. it's an art to it. Even I had to learn how to run the option. Mm-hmm. It took me really a whole year, my freshman, sophomore year, to really r- learn how to run the option. I went back and watched them. Look at key plays, how to set up blocks, how to set up the pitch, how to avoid the pitch, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it takes years and years of practice uh, and execution to be effective at it. Mm-hmm. Nebraska... At this point, they're sprinkling in just as kind of a diversion, something else to prepare for. But in order to be really good at it, to to really 
know, read that that fullback and or counter that fullback and read it and pull it and take it down and get the low block and, and pitch off your you know, the linebacker or the defensive back or whoever it may be that's supporting. You're that, using a lot of words. I have no idea. No, that's what I'm saying. Right <laughs> it's just, that's what I'm saying, dude. It's, it's a lot into running the option. Yeah. And uh, you have to know where you are, and the, the, the back has to have that feel with the quarterback. They get used to how you run. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve. I, I, I know Steve's going to pitch it at the last, latest minute. As soon as, as hey, soon as that hey, guy is like so, hitting him, yeah, he, that's he's going to pitch gonna it. So go. I got, I got to keep that five, six yard relation with Steve. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, if he kicks it out, the the guard kicks out, then I'm going to cut it up. You mm-hmm. know, so you have that relationship, and the and the running back gets that feel with me. Like you know, and the better runner you have at quarterback, then you know you may not get the ball sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is, right? But but it's all predicated on reads, but it's something you have to do consistently in practice. So I give them a pass. It's kind of cute to see them do it. You know, it's, it's worked. It's, it's, worked, it's worked, but a it's, bit. it's so wide open. Nothing like, too like, crazy. That's why sometimes it's wide open, like it's an option play and no one's on the quarterback. They're that's, just like, that's, what is, that's as when, the defense is like, what's happening? What are yeah, you doing? Yeah, because they, 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 don't, they don't sit enough. They can't defend it. Like mm-hmm. hardly ever when you run an option play that you, the quarterback's not going to get hit. Mm-hmm. Right, you see that it's a blown. The, the service Academy still run that. Yeah, it's a blown assignment. So when I see them run this option play, I was like, "Well, <laughs> how can he not score? Like, it's nobody's there. <laughs> no one's on the quarterback, and and as a quarterback, you know you're going to get hit every mm-hmm. time you run the option. Mm-hmm. Every time, even and, and defensive teams make a point to hit you mm-hmm. and let you know that hey, you're there. I'm gonna hit you. And you got to pitch it right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's something that we said with so, the defense so, so, against so, other quarterbacks. It's like you need to knock them down, yeah. let them know you're there. So it's cute. It's cute. And then when I see them do like the 32. 38 option and the, the ball is never in the fullback's belly because the relationship is so poor. Yeah. I mean, it's like who they yeah, don't know, nothing. right? Because you have a you have a trap off that play where you actually mm-hmm. turn around, hand it off, and you have a trap, mm-hmm. right? It was 32, 38 option, 32, 38 give, right? And it's a design give. And then you come on, you do 32, 38 option where you're gonna put it in the belly, yep. ride it, pull it out, and then go, you know, the guard's gonna kick it out, or you're gonna load it and you're gonna pitch off the, mm-hmm. the force coming in. So and it's just not done. It's ugly. It really is ugly. There's no, per- I mean, there's no perfection to it's it. It's not a lot. You, yeah. you can tell they haven't been working on that. No, a lot. They, they, they work, they work on, on it from time to time. They work like, on it time to time. Hey, okay, we're going we're gonna to sprinkle this in. So that's what I see. And I, I applaud Rule for doing it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's serving a purpose that this is one more play that the defense is going to have to defend. But they don't, you can tell that they don't put a lot of time into it because mm-hmm. there's no one on the quarterback. Yeah. I, I'll ask you another one no, later. Cool. But I want to get to, I kind of want to ask you like a defense, like, and it's just a general, just what, what has impressed you the most about this defense as opposed to, you know, previous years, the way that, you know, again, statistically, they are ranked pretty high yeah. as a defensive unit uh, against the rush. Against the pass, they're so-so. But against the rush, they're one of the best teams in the nation against the run. You know, overall, I would say I've been pleasantly surprised with our defense. Tony, Coach White has done a great job. I mean, from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm talking about guys being in position to make plays making the right calls, bringing some pressure here and there, uh, working with what he has. These guys are prepared and they're coached well, mm-hmm. right? So they're making plays. They're ga- you see three or four or five jerseys around an offensive player, you know, so that they're gang tackling and they're doing things. And uh, the previous administration, guys weren't prepared. They looked like they couldn't tackle because they were not in position, right? And so that's what this coaching staff has done. And that's pleasing. So he's working with what they have and they're playing – collectively, I call them the no-name defense for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have any Terrell Farley's, Jason Peters, you know, Jay Foreman's, you yeah. know, guys with great talent, you know, all those type of things. But so they're playing well collectively as a unit, which is which tells me that they're well coached, they're disciplined, they're playing within themselves, and they know their assignments. And so 
in the big in the big picture, you have less big plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, against you, right? Now, are they outmatched with teams like Michigan? Of course they were. They're, they're just physically outmatched. That's right? just a better team. This is a better team all the way around, every position, right? So, uh, but I'm very pleased with what we've seen. It tells me that we have the framework and the body that once we get now nothing get the players that they currently have, mm-hmm. but once you get some really really talented players in there, it's going to make a huge difference. You know, so so I'm, I'm I feel good about that, and that's why these games that we have coming up here, like the Northwesterns and stuff like that, I think we have a good chance to win mm-hmm. if we can just secure the football, score score when, when, when we're in scoring position, and uh, play well collectively, and um, so that's encouraging, and that that's a huge step from where we where we've been in the last couple of years mm-hmm. we, we self-destructed <laughs> we self-destructed so in any previous yeah. year so that's that why i'm illinois, happy with what, what what the rule administration is doing yeah in any previous year that illinois game's a loss with three, right. three turnovers two fumbles yeah. in the red zone yeah. and an interception yeah. Yeah. that's a loss yeah i want to see the mental errors get cleaned up yes which i just you know the offsides the, the little ridiculous penalties that stall drives cost you penalties that that kind of stuff uh but yeah we we would lose those games mm-hmm. and that's that's what i'm looking at we're going to win three or four of those games just on coaching. When I say mm-hmm. coaching, the overall preparation physically and mentally of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's why I think this administration has done a, a really good job. In a weird way, it's good to see a game as ugly as that <laughs> go Nebraska's not way. Really. <laughs> like, like I actually, I, again, it's not good. It wasn't good. I'm, I'm but gonna, to I'm, see a game like yeah, that well, where they turn the ball over that many times yeah. and still win that's that's a that's maybe maybe it's just a fact that you were playing that bad of a team yeah you but were that, maybe you that's were. a sign that nebraska maybe on the other side of the coin this time this maybe is, this is when i had my i my epiphany was that now i'm gonna i'm gonna be accountable i fell asleep the second half <laughs> i mean i, I was, it, it was boring it was boring it was i was boring. watching the i don't game, blame you and i'm glad i fell asleep because my wife told me everything that happened nothing <laughs> and i'm glad <laughs> nothing and it was it was pretty bad I yeah. guess i'm glad i missed it right and that's when I said, you know what? I'm going to have a new attitude. I'm not a new attitude. I'm going to have a better attitude. Mm-hmm. I have these expectations, but we've been beaten up so much. It's going to take some time. I mean, I mean, really take some time mm-hmm. um, to get to the level of where I where I would like us to be, where we're we're winning that game handily. You know, 35, 40 points and dominating, not dominating, but controlling the tempo throughout the course of the game and not making bonehead plays and blowing things. You know. Stuff like that. So, um, and that's why I said, you know what? I just, I got to, I got to reevaluate how I'm looking at this and what I'm doing <laughs> and my expectations. And it just took so much stress off of me. Not stress. It just made it a lot more enjoyable to watch. Yeah. To watch, you know, that I'm not getting frustrated and stuff like that. Oh, but, no, I totally get But that. it was, unfortunately, it wasn't. I was probably tired. I golfed the day before, or whatever. I was probably tired. And, you know, I drink and eat too much. You know, I fell asleep. I'm comfortable <laughs> in my house. And I just fell asleep. But my wife, gave me the scoop on and then i watched some highlights and stuff later yeah she was like second half the second half she said she said okay you fell asleep so they made a field goal and then absolutely nothing (laughs) happened (laughs) and they won the game there you go that that was the second half in a nutshell nebraska turned it over (laughs) illinois didn't do anything nebraska won the game you know sometimes you have ugly wins i mean you have ugly gritty wins but that was beyond ugly. it it, it was ugly again it was gritty and it was boring a win is a win (laughs) yeah all right up next i'm gonna ask you we're gonna ask we're gonna ask steve and again i'm gonna ask you guys what is a game that you're more, most excited for on this bye weekend for Nebraska? Because there's a lot of good oh, games going yeah. on. There's a lot of good games going on this weekend. Nebraska's not playing, so you can just plop down on your couch and not have to worry about the stress 
of watching another Nebraska football game. So that coming up next on Rapping with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor here on 93.7 The Ticket.